Welcome to the Mama's Got Dreams podcast, where you get to reprioritize yourself and find harmony between your personal ambitions, self-identity, and motherhood. I'm Cassie Sunshine, your host, three-time certified life and mindset success coach, and creator of the Anti-Hustle Harmony Success System for Moms. I'm a firm believer that your dreams weren't given to you by accident or coincidence. So if you're ready to ditch the hug, I have to get through another day feeling in the morning and instead create a life that includes both being an amazing mom and successfully pursuing your passions, then you're in the right place. I am so glad you're here and can't wait to jump into today's episode. Hey mama, I can't believe that it's Wednesday already and we're back together again for another episode of the Mama's Cut Dreams podcast. I hope that your week has been nice to you so far. Over here, we are definitely in a whirlwind of lots of life happening that I feel like I blink and it's Wednesday already again. We're in the midst of just so many changes and efforts right now that in a year will definitely really move our family forward and our goals forward. And so I'm very excited about that. When you're in the throes of building years in your family, I know it can feel like a lot. So if you're also in a season where you know, you're making some big you know, changes and you're moving your family goals forward and working hard to see some real progress a year from now, I just want you to know that I see you. I really do. And you are doing an amazing job and just keep focused on that vision for why you're doing what you're doing and you know what it'll ultimately feel like when you get there, because that is definitely what I'm doing these days. So today we are on episode seven, which is the third episode in our mini series on working smarter, not harder as a busy mom pursuing personal ambitions. And just to recap real quick, you know, what we've already talked about in the mini series, episode five, which was the first episode in the series, is all about trusting your intuition and leveraging what I call your internal GPS system. And episode six, which is the second in our series, is all about vision blueprinting and why it is so much better than vision boards, in my opinion, and is really key to staying motivated and having clarity on the next steps to take to get you closer to your dreams and ambitions. This episode, which is the third in our series, is going to be all about building what I call a confident mindset so that you can ultimately leverage your mind as a tool and an asset to help save you time and money and stress when trying to pursue dreams that, let's be real, are often big and scary. As moms, we need to leverage all the tools that we can get And our mind can absolutely be our best friend if we let it. But honestly, so often we convince ourselves that mindset work or personal development is a nice to have or a maybe later type of thing, or I can just do some affirmations and read a book and I'll be good to go. Now, don't get me wrong. I love me some affirmations. I use them all the time and I give them to my clients to use and I will likely do an episode on them for you in the future. And I've also read a lot of books that have definitely changed my life, and I love them. But I'm talking about going so much further here, right? Like deeper work, transformational work, work that changes how you think, how you make decisions, how you approach life, 
and ultimately, you know, your world and your dreams forever. You have to remember that as moms, we have so much chipping away at our confident mindset, right? We are exhausted, we're stressed, we're anxious, we are totally overstimulated, we're juggling way too many mental tickers, and having our hearts living outside of our bodies when those tiny humans. So mindset work becomes that much more important for us specifically. We are like the perfect breeding ground for fears and doubts and insecurities and what ifs to show up. I didn't realize how much easier it was for me to take chances on my dreams or make investments of money and time into myself and my business before my daughter until I tried to do the same thing after becoming a parent. Talk about a massive wave of guilt and worry and fear about totally screwing up my daughter's future if I made some sort of wrong turn or bad decision. I remember when I was trying to first get back into the swing of things with my coaching business and deciding what I wanted my life to look like as a mom, I had such a hard time overcoming the fears and doubts telling me that my business wasn't safe or secure or predictable or maybe I needed to give it up so I could pursue the career path that was way more safe and reliable. Heck, I could have a very good and lucrative career in the customer success world if I wanted to. And truthfully, part of me really wanted to choose that route because it definitely felt less scary. But I knew deep down that's not meant to be my path long term. It never has been. So I couldn't let fears overpower my own intuition. But I was only able to do that because I've built up a confident mindset. One of the big challenges is that there is way more pressure when you know that others are relying on you. And it is so much easier and again, totally understandable to want to give in to fears and take the predictable and safer route, keep things steady, not rock the boat too much. Even take this podcast, for example. After making the investment in my podcast launch strategist, I found myself weeks later totally questioning all of this and trying to convince myself that I was tired and didn't really want this and it wasn't good timing and wasn't a good use of my energy and my family needed me more in other areas. I literally even looked up if I could get out of the contract that I had signed. That is how fear and doubt show up and they can be really freaking enticing. But luckily I couldn't get out of the contract. It's also a prime example of why I'm a huge proponent of making investments that are binding and push you a bit because then you can't back out of them when fear comes knocking, as it surely will. And now here I am, right? I am freaking loving this podcast more than anything I've done in the last five years at least. I know I'm meant to be doing this. Like, I truly believe that. And it is bringing me more alive as a mom and a partner and a woman. And I almost gave that up because of my fears and doubts and worries. So I am here to help make sure that you don't get sucked in by the very convincing fears and doubts that we're going to face all the time and instead pursue the dreams and ambitions that are going to make you the best mom, partner, and friend because, damn it, I really believe that you deserve that. So let's actually get into it. Last episode, we talked all about vision blueprinting. And I compared it to building a house, right? And how you would need a blueprint to build your dream house. So I want to continue with that house metaphor. 
Also, side note, if you haven't noticed already, I'm a bit of a sucker for metaphors. I'm definitely like a visual learner and processor, so you will probably hear a lot of them on my episodes. So if that's not your jam, I apologize ahead of time. But I do at least generally think that mine are pretty good and not totally off base. So hopefully that makes it a little bit better for you. But back to what I was saying before, my ADHD brain distracted me. Once you have the blueprint for your home, the first thing that needs to get built is the foundation. The foundation is what determines the strength and durability of your home. The foundation is where everything can be set up for success or set up for failure. The foundation is what will help your home weather any storm and stand strong. Our mindset serves the same purpose for us. It's our foundation. It is what we build our dreams and hopes and life decisions on. It is what will help us weather the days when mom life is kicking us royally or our business has suffered a major setback or you just feel totally stuck in like barely surviving mode. It's what sets up how the rest of building our dreams is going to go. So hopefully you are starting to see why I'm not crazy when I say mindset work isn't just a nice to have, right? Like it plays a crucial part in our process of life dream building. A lot of times we think that we need to take different actions or more actions or better actions in order to get different results in our lives, right? That if we just do more or work harder or follow a guru's plan, that is when we'll find success in our businesses and careers and goals. But really, all of our actions stem from our mindset. Everything begins with our beliefs and our thoughts. So while, yes, we may need to take different actions, it's not necessarily the actions themselves that are wrong, but the mindset that led us to taking that action in the first place. So if we want to be taking the best actions we can, we need to make sure that our mindset is dialed in and bulletproof. Now, truthfully, this can be a little easier said than done, but we can absolutely get better and better at it if we put in the reps just like you would at the gym. We all know we can't do 50 push-ups overnight, right? Heck, I can barely do one right now, probably. We keep working at it. We do them over and over again, despite hating them, until we start to get better and better. And then they get easier to do and just become part of our new normal, right? Mindset work is like doing a lot of push-ups. It feels pretty crappy in the beginning, and our arms are going to be really shaky, and we have to start out on our knees a lot of times. But that's okay. We all start somewhere, and we build, and we get better from there. So now let's bring our working out metaphor and our house building metaphor together for one last metaphor before I get into some really like tangible mindset practices that you can implement to begin strengthening your confident mindset system. What do we see so often from ourselves or our friends or people that we know when it comes to health goals and working out, right? Going back to this push-up metaphor. Unfortunately, we see a lot of us make progress and then somehow we regress, right? Something in life happens or doesn't happen and we stop making progress in our health goals or end up in a similar place to where we started, right? Trust me, I've been down that road too many times to want to admit. So why is that? It's because while we you know, willpowered ourselves into working out and eating healthier and doing the things that we felt we should, at some point that willpower runs low. And because we never actually changed our set point for success, our life regulates back to the original set point one way or another. Okay, 
I realize at this point he might be thinking like, I'm not totally following here, Cassie, which that's totally okay. Here is where our house metaphor comes into play with this working out metaphor, right? Let's say that your house thermostat is set to 72 degrees, like mine is currently. No matter how cold or how hot it is outside, for the most part, your house is going to regulate to 72 degrees. So if you truly want to get a different temperature in your home, you need to change the set point temperature, right? We all have a set point for success for different areas of our life that is built up by our beliefs and the stories we tell ourselves or what we've been told from our childhood and the experiences we've had, etc. And we will want to change things in our life and get all motivated to do. But if we don't do the work to actually change that set point, i.e. our mindset hardwiring, the temperature set point in our head for success, then life will find a way to regulate us back to where it thinks that we should be. So we need to actually change our set point for success, right? Change our belief in ourselves and what is possible. Change our confidence level. Change our faith and trust in the universe to truly get different results in our life. And mindset work is exactly how we do this. And one of my favorite parts about this, it's not about being a Band-Aid, right, or a quick fix. And that's often what we see in the personal development world, unfortunately. We see, and one of my favorite parts about this is that it's ultimately not about just being a Band-Aid or a quick fix, right? And you can often see that in the personal development world where it is just a Band-Aid or a quick fix. We really want to change the hardwiring of our mindset at the core, just like you would hardwire a house for electricity. We want to hardwire our brains for success and confidence and abundance. So ultimately, the point of these two metaphors is that we're going to have this blueprint and we want to build these dreams. Our mindset is the foundation that we can build something strong on top of. And ultimately, by doing the mindset work, we change the set point or that temperature of our minds for success so that we can actually build these dreams that we ultimately want that require a different set point from us, right? Because they're not going to just magically appear. We don't work on the mindset that leads to the actions to ultimately create and build these dreams that we want. It's not going to happen the way that we want it to. And we're going to regulate back to the set point that we already have. Now, I've honestly probably given you which many metaphors in this episode, and I apologize. Apparently my mind is very much in a metaphor place right now. But I want to make sure to share with you some of like my favorite mindset tools, as I call them, to help strengthen your confident mindset system. The first part of this episode, I really just wanted to drive home the importance of confident mindset. I think if we don't understand the importance of it and the value in it, we can often overlook it and think that we just need to skip to the doing and the actions and the building part of this. But again, without a strong foundation, we can build all we want, but then a storm comes through and it's going to knock it down, right? Those fears, those doubts, those life happenings, the people's opinions, everything that those storms are going to come through and knock down our dreams. So I just wanted to really drive home the importance of building this confident mindset. And now I want to give you some tools that you can actually do to do this. Now, this is not going to be an exhaustive list, right? I equip my clients with, I call them entire tool belts 
of tools and resources. But I did want to share with you some of what I think are some of the most valuable ones so that you can ultimately try them out in your life as part of this whole mini series that we're doing together and see what makes the biggest impact for you. So first is remembering that we don't control what happens to us or what happens in the world, but we sure as heck can control the story that we tell ourselves about those things and what we make them mean about ourselves. That is where we ultimately have power. The stories that we tell ourselves, the narratives that we play on repeat, that is what makes up the hardwiring that we're talking about here, right? So we want to hardwire our brain with stories and narratives that are empowering and confident and abundant, not shaming and doubting or worrying, right? So let me give you an example, since I know I'm definitely a person who needs examples to learn about this kind of more abstract topic. Let's take my coaching business, for instance. When I hear a no from a prospective client, I could totally play the story in my head that it means I'm not a good coach or not a good entrepreneur. And what if I can't make enough money to pay my expenses? And what if this ends up being a totally embarrassing failure? Or I could play the story that this clearly wasn't the client that was meant for my coaching services right now. And thank goodness for the universe showing me that and I wish them the absolute best. And I'm so excited that there is still space in my coaching program for the next amazing dreamy client that is coming my way and is totally meant to be a part of my coaching services. Do you hear the differences there? It has nothing to do with the outcome is still the same. The person said no. And I could choose to say, okay, they said no to me and take it personally and make it mean something about me and attach fears and doubts and insecurities to it. Or I can create whatever narrative I want about it being a good thing and having gratitude and this meaning somebody even better can come along, right? I choose that narrative. I choose what I play in my brain on repeat after the action occurs. Now, I'm not saying that I will fully believe everything I'm saying in that second more empowering story, at least in that exact moment, but that's not the point. I don't actually have to believe it at first, which is the great part. The point is what you play on repeat is what you start to hardwire and becomes your default way of thinking. So you want to be really freaking mindful of the stories and narratives that you run on repeat in your brain. No matter what happens or what curveball life throws your way or how flippin' hard mom life is this week, one thing you know you at least have control over is what you play on repeat in your brain. It's not always easier to choose the better option, trust me, but it does get easier the more that you do it because it becomes your default. And soon you're going to default to that more confident, positive story without even realizing you're doing it and you won't have to work at it so much. And then one day you're going to be like, wow, look how far I've come. And you'll be really proud of yourself. Okay, second mindset tip slash tool, and this is one of my absolute favorites, is to be very selective with what information and messages and conversations and truthfully just other people's shit in general that you decide to receive into your figurative bubble, right? Or choose not to receive. So what do I mean by this, right? Just because someone says something crappy about you or brings up risks or potential roadblocks in your dreams or even just shares disempowering stories in general about their life or the world or whatever's going on, right? We can decide whether we allow that into our mind space or not. We can hear it 
but not energetically take it in, right? You can literally think to yourself when someone is saying something like this or telling you how you should think or what you should consider or even what may happen. You can think to yourself, I choose not to receive this information right now and energetically reject it. Now, you don't need to tell them. You don't need to speak that out loud, right? You don't need to announce it to the world. But you need to announce it in your head for your private conversation with the universe to almost set like energetic boundaries around what you're allowing into your space and what you're not. I can't remember who actually said it, but I know there's a quote out there about the importance of standing guard at the door of our mind. And this is so freaking true because your mind can either be your worst enemy or your best friend. And truthfully, she can be pretty fragile in the beginning, especially. We have got so much depleting our tanks as moms that like we have got to be choosy with who we allow into our lives, the conversations we engage in, what we read and watch and listen to and ultimately absorb. Now, don't get me wrong. I still do watch trashy reality TV sometimes because truthfully, it's just my way of decompressing sometimes and I'm not ready to fight that battle yet. But I try my best to follow an 80-20 rule here, right? If I try and be perfect at anything that I do in life, I will almost certainly give up on it and just run in the other direction. So most things I follow with an 80-20 rule, much more realistic for very imperfect humans such as myself. So I try to be really mindful of what I am feeding my mindset and receiving into my energetic bubble at least 80% of the time. And other times I allow myself to binge watch some Real Housewives with all of their ridiculous drama that serves me no purpose other than to make my life feel slightly less crazy. One last thing I'm going to share on this episode because I don't want to keep you here all day, although I totally could talk about this forever. The last one is having a gratitude practice. Now, you might have heard of this before and you might think it's a bit generic, but trust me when I say generic or not, this is so important. Did you know that gratitude is on the same energetic frequency as abundance? That is why it's so important. Like the more gratitude is part of our natural state of being, the more naturally we are energetically aligned for abundance to come into our life as well. And listen, if all this universe talk isn't you know, your thing, it's fine. Just know that when you focus on gratitude regularly and that becomes your norm default, you start to show up differently, make decisions differently, have different conversations, approach challenging situations differently. And gratitude honestly can be really simple to do, but highly impactful. So ultimately, you get a lot of bang for your buck. So you can do a daily practice, right, where you write down 10 things you're grateful for every day. You could make gratitude a part of your journaling at night, right? You could do like I do, and I simply, when I lay down at the end of the night, ready to go to sleep, I think of all the things that I'm grateful for from that day before I fall asleep. So that, that way, gratitude is the last thing that I'm thinking of as I'm falling asleep. You can randomly practice gratitude whenever you're feeling stressed or anxious or overwhelmed. Because when you feel those feelings coming up, just stop yourself. Look at everything around you in that moment and look for anything you can be grateful for. The chair you're sitting on, the car you're driving, the roof covering your head, the air you're breathing, the clothes on your body, the sun on your face, the vitamins and minerals in your body, your ability to walk and see, whatever it is, right? Like It doesn't have to be these massive monumental things. We can truly find gratitude anywhere, anytime, if we train our brain to default this way. And trust me, once you train your mindset to default to this, you will be 
so grateful that you did because it really makes a difference and it makes life easier, right? When I come up against a stressful or scary or anxiety causing situation in life, which let's be real is a weekly thing right now, my mind naturally starts to seek out what I'm grateful for at that moment. It's almost like that's my coping mechanism now, but it's much better than some other ones, right? A much, much healthier coping mechanism. But it honestly really just helps to keep me centered and positive and more clear-headed to figure out how I want to move forward in those situations. So I share that in hopes of encouraging you to create some habit of practicing gratitude, whatever it is for you, whatever works best in your life, because it honestly is one of the simplest mindset tools, but can absolutely be a very big needle mover for you. All right, that brings us to the end of episode seven. Now, like I said, I have many other juicy mindset tools that I could share with you, but you know, time and all on these episodes. So I want to leave you with a few potential action steps that you can take this week as I do on every episode. So one, you can start a gratitude practice, right? I gave you a few examples a little bit ago in this episode, or you can come up with your own, right? Whatever way it fits into your life, but try incorporating gratitude intentionally in your day somewhere. Another action item is to look at your life, right? And pick one or two things that you know probably aren't serving your confident mindset and scale back on them or even go cold turkey if you're willing to, right? Maybe it's watching the news every night or scrolling social media or a certain relationship in your life, right? But try and see if there are any areas you can make some adjustments to stand better guard at the door of your mind. So last potential action step could be to try and practice attaching an empowering story to something challenging that happens this week or something that happened to you recently, maybe, right? Now, this, again, could feel super weird at first, but trust me, like I said, if you keep focused on that new empowering story, eventually you believe it more and more. So I want you to try that out and see how it feels and if it does get more comfortable over time and the more that's what you reply to yourself. I also just want you to keep notice, like, when you play that empowering story on repeat, how much quicker does the fear go away? How much quicker does the negative feeling, if it's anger or frustration or fear or anxiety, whatever it is, right? How much quicker does that not so good feeling go away? And do you feel empowered and confident again and forward moving in your life? Start to notice the impact that's having on you because the more that you notice it, the more you're going to want to have that good impact in the future. So Real quick before we end, I wanted to say that if you are loving this whole mini series, then I have a small favor to ask of you. I invite you to do two things. First, if you are listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, I would love if you would go and leave a review of the podcast and share what you're loving most about this mini series so far. And if you're listening somewhere else, you can go and leave a rating. And then if you're willing, feel free to send me a review via email or on Instagram of what you would say, like a testimonial for the podcast, right? And then second is share this with a fellow mama who you think could really benefit from this series. My mission is ultimately to create a generation of moms never looking back on life with regret or wondering what if. So I want to reach as many moms as possible. So I very much appreciate your help in doing that. Now, we are not at the end of our mini series. We have a bit more to go. So on the next episode, we're going to be talking about something I call compounding action and how to make better progress on your ambitions with less effort and less time. Because let's be real, we don't have enough time as it is in mom life. So any way to be more efficient, definitely sign me up, right? 
So again, make sure to hit the subscribe button if you haven't already on whatever podcast platform you're listening to so you can come back and join me next week to continue on with our mini series. Until then, I hope you have a great rest of your week. Tell yourself some positive stories this week and start looking for gratitude throughout your day. I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the Mama's Got Dreams podcast. I hope this episode is you feeling invigorated, a lot less lonely, and empowered to take even a small action step this week in pursuit of your personal ambitions. To be sure you don't miss an episode, hit the subscribe button, and then share this episode with a fellow mama who needs to hear it. Together, we can make sure that moms no longer feel the pressure to sacrifice themselves, their dreams, or being great moms. I'd love to hear from you. So say hi on Instagram and Facebook at Cassie Sunshine Life Coach so we can become friends. Until then, here's to hoping you get a few minutes to yourself and some extra sleep this week.